this show is not for kids. Just because we have anxiety doesn't mean we have degrees in psychology or counseling. Everything you hear is purely opinion-based. If you are suffering from any chronic mental illnesses, we strongly urge you to seek professional help. And hey, thanks for listening. Welcome, anxious folks. I'm your host, Michael. You messed that up. Well, you know what? I'm not reading directly <laughs> off of it. It doesn't matter what I say. I'm just saying. Anyway, welcome to Anxious Humor, folks. I'm Rihanna, your first host. And I'm Michael, your something else host. <laughs> this week, we're talking with Samuel about the big sad, the loss of a parent, and how humor can help the coping process. How are you doing, Sam? I'm good. If it sounds like... Uh... I am a man who's just consumed two pounds of spicy potato soft taco and is currently using a Rick and Morty blanket as a, a make-to sound booth. You'd be mistaken because my, my life is much more interesting than that. Isn't it? Always, yeah. Sounds pretty interesting. Now, is it like a, is it like a, a, a fleece Rick and Morty blanket? My roommates? I'm Ooh. sure he'll be fine. He'll definitely be confused if he comes home. See, and he sees a Rick and Morty fort in the middle of the house. <laughs> yes, yeah, sort of a uh, home away from home. Perfect. How are y'all? <laughs> I'm we're hungry. Great. Yeah. Oh. We're, I'm well. She's hungry. I'm great, but I'm also hungry. I'm starving. But that's okay. We gonna we gonna eat some. Uh, Sam's choice baked ziti. Some baked ziti. Not a sponsor. Oh, shit. Baked ziti always rem- reminds me of Charlie's Didn't get that mom. Baked ziti sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> Hey what Sam's Club. To get the baked ziti. Yeah, we we like your baked Big ziti. Baked ziti doesn't care about podcasts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're just going to um, <laughs> talk with Sam about uh, his dad passing and how he how he dealt with it. One second, Sam. Sammy, <laughs> can you chill out? Excuse me while I wrangle my dogs. So not to be a picky host, but it is Samuel. It's Samuel, Michael. You keep saying Sam. Uh, Did I not say Samuel? No, you said Sam. I'm sorry, Samuel. Um, Well, all righty. Off to a great start already, I think. (laughs) So I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy to have you here, Samuel. So how long has it been since since your dad passed away, buddy? In five days it'll be um so good with math um it'll be 11 months in five days yeah quick maths well no 10 months 10 months and 11 yeah 10 months and five days yeah okay 10 months and five days uh very good at quick maths so what how long was like the grieving process for you like um i would say that i'm still in it um it's such a tricky thing deciding what the grieving process is because it was cancer. So it was about two years of um, 
kind of almost like pre-morning. Yeah. And a lot of like, a lot of buildup, a lot of um, family not being honest with the situation. Uh, because both of my parents are very hev- heavily religious. They were just kind of thinking that, you know, God would heal him and um, that it would all kind of work out. And even my sister, who's Muslim and not Christian, was kind of in that same boat. And uh, it felt very isolating being the only person who's like, and it's like stage three or stage four. It was pretty bad. Um, and so I kind of grieved before he passed which is something I had to like like stop talking to him like he had already passed. Right. But you know, I have like a whole week where I'm good and then just one puppy dog toilet paper commercial catches me sideways every once in a while and you're like, "Fuck, I'm crying now." <laughs> I'm on a date. It's <laughs> not a good time to be thinking about my dead dad. <laughs> um, not the best icebreaker. Yeah. Just... Uh, that's what I lead with is uh, I was engaged uh, <laughs> and I'm no longer and my dad died. I have a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, ladies. Honestly. I usually just yell it at the bus stops all over Charlotte. It's been working out really well. Um, I bet they just flock to you, I've don't got... they? Yeah. I'm, I'm now the king of trash town and uh, I'll have a trash wife soon. Ah, a trash witch. It's be a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm familiar with those. Yeah, they're in my bestiary. Um <laughs> Yeah. So do you do you think like being uh being kind of like upbeat about it? Not necessarily like being upbeat about it, you know what I mean? But like Yeah, I think a lot of people forget um that that recently happened. <clears throat> 'Cause I'll 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 go about like um going out seeing people a lot and and then i'll have moments where i just can't you know it's just like life becomes too hard and i gotta disappear for a little while or uh you kind of check out in social groups but because i think like my aversion to that woe is me or mostly just that like look that people give you when they find out that you've gone through something pretty hard i avoid that wholeheartedly i just there's nothing i hate worse than the like soft touch to the shoulder like oh hey buddy like are you good that's just the worst to me um but like the downside of um having to remind people like you know it's like with the samuel thing too i have to remind people like oh i want to be called samuel because that's what my dad named me and uh many times it gets hard with that i guess but right no i understand i prefer I prefer keeping it upbeat. I don't really want like that pity party. That can be kind of hard to like shake people out of because it's like they yeah. they know that your 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 dad died, so they're always going to be like, "Oh, that's that's Sam, the guy whose dad died," or Samuel. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. And I my dad got it a lot too when he was still alive. It was just like a lot of like people thinking he was deaf. <laughs> you know, almost those interactions are just like. Oh hi, Michael. How are you? He's dying. He's not. He didn't need a hear hearing aid. <laughs> right. But yeah, I told a joke not too long ago to a friend of mine about my dad passing, and they just like shook their head. They're like, "Oh man, you shouldn't joke about that." I'm like, "Fuck you, dude!" <laughs> like, laugh at my joke. 
You didn't lose a dad. Not yet. I would never make that joke about your dad. <laughs> right. I mean, everyone copes in different ways. If you want to joke about it, fucking joke about it. People need to let you do you. Yeah, we were having this a uh, similar conversation about this briefly on one of our older episodes with Tyler and how his dad died and he he's he cracks jokes about it all the time and people kind of look at him weird but it's like oh you know that's part of who you are you want to make light of it so that you can make yourself feel better about it definitely and um what you're saying before like it's it's hard for people to acknowledge that people aren't like them in their like mourning or their loss like like Reese said, like everybody mourns differently. Everybody reacts to these things differently. What I dislike about the oh, you know, if you need anything and the like soft shoulder touch is it feels disingenuous. It feels like I know they're coming from a good place of this like I want to reach out and you know tell this person I'm sorry for their loss, but um, that lack of recognizing someone else's grieving makes the whole thing feel disingenuous. Just like you know. Are you saying that because it's a social cue? It's like just a social norm to be like, so sorry for your loss if you need anything. I probably heard that phrase like in a row. Much like your birthday wishes wishes on Facebook, you're like, do you really care? You just, you know, see this. Yeah. And feel like you had to care. Right. Yeah. Like, are you going to be there for me at 3 a.m. when I can't do it? Or are you just saying that because we're in public and... You saw me. Yeah. Yeah, I got I got annoyed with an uh old high school mate. He's very well off and uh he did the whole, you know, my condolences if you need anything. I was like, Well, hey, funerals are fucking expensive and he's got some debt. If you wanna actually like you know, stick to your word, you could actually be there for us in a real way and it's just like, uh yeah, I don't know. I definitely think it's it's a lot of the social cues just like filling up all that void people don't really know how to feel empathetic and when it do when they do like i agree with you they they definitely seem uh disingenuous um but i think that's just because like we're programmed for some reason to react that way and in you know other cultures i know it's not that way at all or even remotely close there shouldn't be a, a thing where it's like, oh, um, we know you're we know you're grieving, and we want to reach out and you know uh, tell you that you we're we we're sorry for for what happened, and uh, but you know move past that so it'll be easier for them to move past it as well. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like more for them than it is for you, in a way. Yeah, so they feel like it's their responsibility to be like, oh, I, I told this person I'm sorry for, for this, or like, oh, happy birthday, right. or um, yeah, yeah. Uh, supporting supporting them, you know, uh, passively, I guess, would be the passive supporting, uh, would be a good, yeah, good uh, description. My, my greatest friend at the time, she drove, um, her name's Kristen Rao, we went to art school together, you know her, Ree. Yep. And you might know her, Mike. Yeah. She drove nine hours out to uh, Gatlinburg, Tennessee to be at the funeral. And also babysit me while I was like this close to blackout drunk in Nashville on New Year's Eve. Mm. 
just sort of stumbling in the street and everything. And, and all she said when she found out was, that fucking sucks, man. I was like the most impactful condolence I think I got. Because it was also backed up with this genuine caring friendship. You know, it wasn't just like pat on the shoulder, sorry for your loss. Yeah. It was like, that fucking sucks. And that's all you want to hear in those like moments or that time of loss because that's all really anybody can say. Like, nobody can just that wants to do like outpatient work for free. Uh, most people can't really help you. Yeah. I imagine that's all most people want to hear, you know? Yeah. That fucking sucks, man. You really feel hurt. You're like, just that genuine reaction like dude i don't even know what to tell you but like fucking drive nine hours for you you know good friends man good friends looking out so do you going along with like people being disingenuine with their responses do you think that some people won't let you get over the death as in like they bring it up in a way that it's like a tag for you i guess yeah, I think closer to the time um, that happened with uh, just one friend of mine saw me out um, out in public just, like, drinking after it happened. And they were trying to do the, like, how are you doing thing, you know. And they really wanted to have a deep emotional conversation. And I was just like, dude, not, you know, not right now. Like, uh, I'm out. I'm not thinking about it right now. I'm not, you know, it's not bumming me out. And his response was like, uh, you're not too strong to feel sad. And my immediate reaction was just like, fuck you. Like, you don't even, yeah, you don't even know. Yeah. You also don't need to be visually sad to be Feeling sad. sad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, That's me like 24-7. Yeah. Same. Except in in other ways, everybody's sad some in some kind of way, but you know. Same thing with anxiety and all that jazz. And now it's time for a short break. All right. Well, I guess let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and move on to the anxiety corner. This corner smells like dirty laundry. <laughs> And, oh God. and old PBR cans. Oh, oh no. Oh, well. no. The Anxiety Corner is for people who uh, want to talk about their anxiety on social media and let us read it. Thanks. I guess I'll start this first one. This first one comes from Reddit user Burning. <laughs> oh, my God. Burning. Oh, my God. They should get that checked out. Probably. Cammy. Hush. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Reddit user Burning Timber 8921 says i once got off on the wrong bus stop on purpose because i didn't want to tell the bus to stop so i just waited for it to stop itself i think a quick solution for that is to just put on a mustache and get off and pretend you're a completely different person what or mustache go up to the um, bus driver rip off mustache really fast as you tap and point like that person needs to get off the bus and then rip the mustache off, sit back in the seat. So it looks like some stranger helped you get off the bus. Oh, mysterious stranger. Approaches. I like that. 
You could also just really lean into it and be like, uh, everyone, I, I pissed and shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to bother you with the smell and the presence of my being, so I will be exiting the bus now. Yeah, you'll never see that person, uh, those people, ever again. Well, That's unless fine. it's as public transportation and you may um, frequently see them on your commute. Yeah, you might actually have. That might not be a good answer. A <laughs> good suggestion, but. Then you become the pissed, shit, and farted, and cum yourself guy. <laughs> yeah. Where you just do it every day, and it's no longer an affectation. You're like, oh, that's pissed shit guy. Like, he, he jumps off the bus after he just, like, ruins himself. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, he done, he done shit himself. himself. Yeah. He's got a, he's got, it's his bus stop. <laughs> oh. Strange that it's by a Firebirds, or Firestone Tire. Seems every time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this uh, this next this next one we'll do a Yahoo next. Okay. Uh, this Yahoo answers question is: Why don't people have empathy towards those with depression? Why do people not have empathy towards those with depression? I hear people say things like, "They did it to themselves," or "Stop being so depressed and go out and have fun." But I think depression is a real problem. The people who haven't experienced don't realize that. What? That was a lot. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was long-winded for basically why don't people have empathy oh, why, towards why those? Why do people hate on people with depression? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think because, like, happy people just want to race, man. You know? They just want to race? They just want to rub it in your face. Oh. They just really want to, like, lean into, like, how happy they are. And those people are the saddest of all. Yeah, you know? we're getting deep now. They just they just grab you by the back of the neck, and they're like, "I'm so fucking yeah. happy." That's, that's yeah, just it's like cramming happy. it down your throat. Happy. It's like be happy too. Legitimately, right. though, I think it's because people. Hold on, how was I going to say this? Let me rethink my words people around those who are like clinically depressed and stuff kind of get can get burnt out on it which sucks oh, for sure. but like it's happened to me like obviously i've seen people like get tired of me hearing me do the same old shit every time and they're like what's wrong i don't know i can't tell you what's fucking wrong i'm just sad just sad but i i yeah i think those around you do get burnt out and you would think that they're like shitty people for getting burnt out, but on one yeah, hand, like I, I can, I can, I don't know. I can see like from an outside, from an outsider view, like I can see how you can get burnt out in one way or another. But on the other hand, like from the depressed person, it's like, you know, don't give up on me. Kind of thing. And it's really hard to communicate that from a place of depression. Because, like, even things like menial chores and social interaction, they all kind of, like, pile up the same way. They're just like, Fiona, get off the keyboard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my cat uh, attacked my desktop. Um, but, right. So, those things, they just pile up, and it becomes harder and harder to the horrible Jenga anxiety thing you've created. And even with just telling somebody, like, you know, don't give up on me, it can be a thing that you push off for so long. Stay with that. Maybe you're just like bad at communication when you're depressed. Yeah, right. Definitely. 
I'm horrible at communicating when I'm depressed. Even people who text me, I'm like, uh, I'll respond to that one later. One text no. message feels like just so heavy. Like, oh man, how do I even begin? <laughs> yeah. It's always so. Even my phone? Are you kidding me? That takes so much effort. Right? It's already in my hand, and, you know, all I have to do oh, is swipe to the next yeah. app. So complicated. Shit, I'm the same way when I'm not depressed. <laughs> so you can imagine. Yeah. I'll answer them in a week. Right. Yeah. Me. Oh, I see. yeah, fuck. Okay, hold on. I guess it is my turn. Okay, we're going to do another one from Reddit. And this is from an unknown user, which I guess is anonymous. What is this one? Okay, hold on a second. Okay. Can you do it with an Irish accent? No, absolutely not. Irish is a hard one. You say Irish is a hard one? Irish is really hard. I was Here, okay. Well, I'm from Ireland. Okay, hold no. Hold up. Why don't you read this one, Sam? Can you do it? No. Oh, Michael. <laughs> here, I'm gonna paste it into the into this Discord here. Go ahead and go ahead and read that for me. Yeah. All right. Hold on. Let me get it. Oh, Donnie, you're gonna have to go back to your cabbage pot. <laughs> is this offensive? Nah. A Catholic enough country. I deliver pizzas, and one night a woman said, "God be with you." As I was walking away. And I stumbled over my words and said, peace be upon you. Like the feckin' pizza pope. <laughs> I got a little British there. <laughs> Cringed pretty hard walking away as she looked at me. Toppings be upon you, my children. <laughs> peace be upon you. So, I, got, I mean, are they saying that whole Catholic, like, uh, peace be with you and also with you? And with you? I, I think so. You? But I imagine, she like, like the feckin' pizza pope. Yeah. Uh, fucking pizza pope. It should have been uh, uh, slice be with uh, slice be upon you or slices be upon you. Uh, may the Roni give you uh, joiny jo shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. Uh, yeah. Toppings be upon you, my children. Fucking pizza pope. What a hero, honestly. Yeah, for real. I, I think he should just start delivering pizzas for the Pope. A heavily Irish sentiment, I feel. Uh, oh, yeah. That, I, that Irish accent was pretty good. Could have fooled I me. I was impressed. Better than I can do. Yeah, for sure. All right, so this next one. Uh, Wait, can you draw the pizza Pope? Can I draw the pi I'm going to draw the pizza Pope. Thanks. We'll, we'll, we'll put that on a t-shirt or something. Perfect. That's uh, the only pizza that has um, oh, what are those sardines. Yeah, a single sardine. Big old hat, man. This next Yahoo answer is from an anonymous user. I have ADHD, and sometimes I hear people say, I think I have ADHD, and I immediately get annoyed. Am I a bad person? Yes. No, I don't know. <laughs> no, I like that. We're no. going to die on this hill. I'm with Reed. Be furious. Fuck you. Like, why? Fuck you. They might you, have ADHD. You, you, can't be, you can't be the only one. Right. And even if, like, it doesn't seem like it, they could they could possibly have ADHD. I mean, come on. Like, there's all types of variations. Maybe they're heavily right. medicated. Right. Maybe they're self-medicating. Maybe the dude's just so doinked <laughs> on doinks. <laughs> on doinks. That he's got no clue that he is actually ADHD. Could very well be. This person knows now is that dinosaurs weren't real. And it was aliens the whole time, man. Probably. It's always the aliens. <laughs> it's always the aliens. It was, it always will be. Doesn't ADHD stand for something about aliens? What? I thought you were serious. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> oh god. Yeah, S A A something about it. Oh my god. <laughs> On a but, real note though, I kind of feel this and then I'm like, nah, I'm a bad fucking person for thing because like when people say oh, I think I have anxiety. And then, like, for a split second, I'm that, like, pretentious asshole. You don't don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you don't even fucking know know what anxiety... Do you have a panic? Blah, 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 blah. But then I'm like, oh, okay. Well, they probably legitimately do have some form of anxiety. I'm just an asshole. Oh, I remember the first time I saw someone experience their first panic attack. Oh, God. And it, like, it's such a wild moment of, like, they're like, I can't breathe, and I'm feeling, like, really disassociated. I'm like, you need to, like, sit down. <laughs> like, I've done this a couple times. I've been around the block. I got you. Right. But then at the same time, you're like, I don't really, though, because no one's kind of got you at this point. Right. You're going to die, and that's out. all you know in that moment. Yeah. So sorry about it, bud. <laughs> yeah, but I'll uh, make sure you don't do anything too crazy. <laughs> but I'm going to sit over here and let you ride this out. Uh, Rihanna, you were with me when I had my first panic attack, weren't you? Yeah, because I'm pretty sure I'm the reason you have anxiety. (laughs) Aside from that, but... Yeah, I was with you. You thought you were dying. We went to the hospital. Well... I thought I was dying, We drove to the hospital. Yeah, we drove over there, and we drove, like, up into the hospital. Like, straight through the front door. Drove right in there, and then drove right out the other door. And I was like, no, I think I'm okay. Michael... Okay. <laughs> as soon as money becomes involved, it's such a sobering moment of just like, <laughs> yeah. I could ride this out. This is like 500 bucks. I'm not doing that shit. Yeah. Yeah, fuck that. Doctors visit this. Yeah. Just seeing if you're okay. Healthcare in America. I had an infected tattoo once, and I was like, oh, man, I should like maybe go to the doctor. And then thought about bills and was just like, I'd rather have my leg just fall off. That's fine. Right. Yeah. For five hundred dollars, meh. Just I can chop it off. Right. No way. Yeah. I'm five hundred dollars away from being homeless. Like T- yeah. That would break me. <laughs> I feel that. That was me all through fucking college. And long story short, I didn't have insurance like all through college. And I am fortunate, very fortunate enough to have like a job where I can afford to have insurance. Albeit not the greatest, it's still something. It's still not paying a five hundred dollar fee every time I have to go to the ER or something like that. Yeah, healthcare in America is a scam. Why and did the we birds start work for the bourgeoisie? What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why did we start talking about the ER? Oh, because ADHD. Uh, ADHD kid, he's out here hating. Yeah, he's out he's here like, hating. Don't I don't you know don't how got he got there. I got ADHD. I'm the only one. What I have to say to that is, we're the only one. Give me some of that <laughs> Adderall for free. <laughs> boom, bam, boom. Boom, bam, boom. Thumbs up. Okay, I think we have one more time for one more Yahoo. One or... more time for one more time. Yep. I one mean, more time for one more time. We need to take the thing out. Um. Okay. Well, in that case, uh, thanks for having. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for ha- having me on your podcast, Samuel. <laughs> no. I'm so glad to have finally dethroned you. It's what I came on the show for. <laughs> the crown is mine. The people will rejoice. I I have won the podcast. You have won the podcast awards. Um, well, shit. 
But no, uh, thanks, thanks for coming on, Samuel. We really appreciate you talking comfortably about all this, and and, and you know, last man, heck yeah, time. we love it. Do you have anything to say to people who are going going through something? Man, um, you're fucking, you're way cooler than you think you are. You're way skinnier than you think you are. You're way prettier than you think you are. Way smarter. You're just like the the biggest opponent you have is you. And my cat wants to let you know that she loves you as well. Fiona loves so, everyone. That's it. Yeah. Fiona loves everyone, and we love you too. Wildly untrue. She only kind of loves me. <laughs> uh, well, as long as, you know, in theory, she does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> only when no one else is around and she can't be, uh, she can't be held responsible or accountable for her actions. Yeah. I hope she has a good attorney. All right, guys. <laughs> this was dope. Heck Thank yeah. you. We appreciate it, buddy. Uh, <laughs> see you next time man hey if you listen to this show go check out our itunes and give us a good review it would mean the world to us the more reviews we have the better chances people will discover our podcast and subsequently talk about their bowel movements we don't do advertising for this show anything that we do is by word of mouth so make sure you tell your friends your family your dogs even and maybe your cats i don't know I hear they can be very temperamental. Thanks for listening to an episode of Anxious Humor. This episode was produced by Michael Harkins. And music by Taylor Farina. You can subscribe to our mailing list and find more information on the podcast at www.anxioushumor.com. If you'd like to talk with us about your darkest fears and anxieties, or even just chat with us about how you cope, give us a call at 864-719-2205. 